Welcome to this week's edition of Sales Continuum, and here's your host, Tony Venari. Welcome to this episode of Sales Continuum. Several weeks ago, just as Sales Continuum was gathering momentum, I received a cease and desist contact from a legal firm in the UK claiming that some of the intellectual property to which I have been referring in our early episodes belongs to their client in England. Well, that precipitated an interesting dialogue during which I challenged them to produce the earliest date on which they used the intellectual property in question. I agreed at the time to put the podcast into temporary hiatus whilst the matter was resolved. To my delight, but not my surprise, since the material is mine, I was able to demonstrate that I employed it some seven years earlier than their first use, and that brought the matter to a conclusion. So, Sales Continuum is back on the air with plenty of good episodes ahead, and some special guests who will challenge you emotionally when you hear their story. Thank you to those who knew what was happening and provided the right amount of moral support and encouragement to keep this podcast alive and see it thrive. In today's episode, we'll tackle the issue of sales practice. I'm sure there'll be a few groans from some salespeople, yet if you're a sales manager, this can be one of the most effective tools to ensure you improve your win ratios. Athletes do it, actors do it, singers do it, in fact everyone who needs to put in a top performance does it. So why do salespeople go to great lengths to avoid practice sessions and role plays? To answer this important question, let's first explore why practice and role plays are so important to athletes and performers. If we take a sports team as an example, the team and the coach create plays and rehearse them until they are second nature. Does this mean that every play goes according to plan? Absolutely not. So why practice? Well, there are several reasons. One, it helps hone essential skills. Two, it prepares you for when things go right. Three, practice allows you the opportunity in a safe situation to explore options when the planned play breaks down. Four, it allows you to identify previously unforeseen flaws in the plan. Five, it helps you develop contingencies for unexpected obstacles. And six, practice affords you the opportunity to anticipate how your competitor might act or react. At this point, you may be wondering to which group I'm referring, sports people or salespeople. Well, of course, the answer is both. Far too often, salespeople only think through what might happen on their next discovery call or the next proof of concept they're asked to present or even the next demo. When this happens, they are pinning their hope for a successful outcome on poor preparation. Looking and sounding professional is no accident in physical endeavours and nor should it be in sales. Imagine where your confidence will be when you have explored every option and anticipated every obstacle. Imagine the trust you engender in your prospect when that confidence allows you to easily deal with the unexpected. Prospects want to deal with people who know what they're doing, not those who make it up along the way. 
because salespeople are expected to perform in a manner that delivers results to their company, it's the responsibility of the company through its sales management and enablement team to ensure that salespeople are ready to meet those expectations. So, what's the next step? Start by putting in place regular practice and role play sessions for your salespeople. Use other salespeople in the team to take on the roles within the prospect organization, as this will ensure they flex their skills in thinking like customers, and that's another essential skill in increasing sales win ratios. Look, if you experience any challenges in putting such a regimen in place, or if it doesn't seem to be getting the necessary traction, reach out to me and I will help you navigate the transition. And no matter what, start practicing today to ensure your success tomorrow. I just want to let everyone know that one of the services that is available through my business is a remote working assessment. Through a straightforward questionnaire, we are able to help a business understand precisely how somebody is working at home. We assess it across eight different factors, eight different areas, and you receive a report that says, this particular person works this way at home, this is how they are coping, here are the areas that they need extra support on, and the report provides you with recommendations on how to work with them effectively. If you want to know more, reach out to me at valueselling.academy and I'll be in touch with you and happily share with you how that process works and what value you can derive from it. Before we go today, I want to talk for a couple of minutes about choices. Your future will happen whether or not you're ready for it. Exactly what that future will be depends largely on the choices you make, but one thing is certain, it will happen. And the lesson is simple. Given that our futures will happen, it is better to be prepared than not. Glenn Oster says, decide what you want, then act as if it were impossible to fail. It's this process of deciding or choosing our future that's the first step in preparing for the inevitable. Next comes choosing the relevant and appropriate actions that make that future become a reality. There's a huge gulf between those who think the future is preordained and those who think that what they believe and do shapes their future. Personally, I believe the latter, and my choice in life is to be prepared for that future by acquiring the knowledge and the expertise to propel myself into that future. And with that in hand, commit myself to the path. Life is a series of choices. If you want to prove this concept, I suggest that you spend tomorrow writing down every choice you make from the time you wake up until you go to sleep. The following day, review what you've written and consider how the events later in the day might have been shaped by your earlier choices. You might even care to do this exercise over a few days and analyze the results. I'm certain that you will quickly see the moment-to-moment -moment choices that you make shape your future. And with this powerful knowledge, you can then develop a deliberateness about what you choose and get serious about shaping your future. There are three types of people in this world. Those who make things happen, those who watch things happen, 
and those who wonder what the hell happened. Which one will you choose to be? Well, that's it for this week's episode. Remember to download and subscribe and please rate the podcast. Until then, take care, stay safe.